there's a, a pastor who says, if you call yourself a prophet, I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But if you put it on your business card, I'm going to laugh at you. And they get caught up in politics and they get caught up in watching the news. And then they get this word from the Lord and they marry all four of those things. I agree. And they think, oh, yeah, this is definitely going to happen. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with another Manual Override podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about prophecy. Um, I'm your host, Robert Demergen, back with uh, Andrew and Tony. Hey, so what's up, guys? So as you know, I posted a video a few days ago regarding the outcome of the election. And as many of you may have heard, uh, the press has declared that, uh, that Biden is the winner. And I wanted to come on this camera today and uh, reinforce and double down what the Lord has spoken to me and what he has revealed to me. And in fact, he wants me to communicate uh, some of his thoughts and feelings and some of the things that will shortly come to pass. And so I'm saying all these things because, again, I don't feel that I'm a prophet. I don't feel that I am somebody that uh, knows the future or is aware of the future, but I have a intimate and close relationship with the Lord. Things are not over, and though I may not understand it necessarily, the Lord right now is in a process, and He is He is a very uh, He's burning with anger right now for the unrighteousness and for the wickedness that's coming through the election tampering, through the voting things, and all of that is going to come to light. You wanted to talk about uh, prophecy. You wanted to talk about that video, and you wanted to talk about Chris Yoon. Were there any other things you wanted to talk about? Uh, I'm, I was going to read through like Deuteronomy 13 and 19, and kind of just talk about like the, that dispensation of like you know what got you know the, what prophecy. Yeah, why did you why did you pick that passage? Because that Off that that gives like. Um, some of the first ground rules for detecting what a, who a prophet is and what a prophet <clears throat> is, because we have some ideas and then especially talking about cessationism and stuff like that. People are like, well, I'm a prophet. I'm this and that. And, and I'm open to that. I really am. But when we look back, prophecy was, <clears throat> was you know, was, there were some pr very specific uses for it. And, and, you know, you were supposed to, um, you know, they were making canon, you know, they, they were speaking from God and it, most of the many times it was canonized. Right. And so I was going to go over that because then you have uh, Joseph Smith and uh, Muhammad. Now, when we talk about prophecy in the Chris Yoon sense, he's not prophesying like canon. He's more giving a word of knowledge. So, um, and I wanted to get into that a little bit. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's a good distinction. We should define the two. So, so um, we're, uh, we'll do word of knowledge versus uh, like canon. All right, but look, guys, let me well, intro that's the this. Thing. We're already starting from uh, kind of a, a different. And that's the point we're going to talk about. It. Yeah, like, and I want to talk about that. How do you define prophecy? Is it supposed to be canonized? Or is prophecy supposed to... But when you do a word study on prophecy, yeah, you look at you look at the definitions of the word and, and how it's used. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's revelatory. Like it reveals something. Most mm -hmm. of the time, it's just trying to communicate God's heart to people. God's truth and what he thinks and what he says. God's mind to people. That's yeah. what Moses was. That's what David was. We don't typically okay. think of David as a prophet, but he's described as being a prophet by New Testament writers. I was just reading it yesterday. I think it's – I can't remember where it is, but it's in the New Testament. Um, and so so we, we come to this position where it's – okay, we usually think as, as Westerners, we think prophecy is like foretelling the future or something like that. But it's mm -hmm. just – it's more it, – I, I think it has more to do with – just accurately presenting God's truth. So it yeah. doesn't have to foretell the future. I think scripture is prophetic. 
not just yeah. the prophecy parts, but right. actually even just the, you know what I mean? Like the gospels or the Psalms, those things, yeah, yeah. because those reveal God's truth and his wisdom in his heart. And when we look at, uh, I, I wrote down some verses. Let me pull those up. Second Peter two, one, no, sorry. Second Peter one, 21 for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy spirit. Oh Tony, what did God. you have? I just had some questions. Uh, this whole uh, idea for podcast came up because uh, you sent some videos like Chris Yoon and uh, I know there are a lot of people claiming to be prophets and um, saying that, you know, God told me this is going to happen uh, regarding the election. And now that a lot of those things didn't happen like we thought was going to happen, you have to. Then I started thinking about false prophets and what does that look like? And I just. Then I was thinking about cessationism, specifically prophecy, like, is that gift for today? Sure, I bet some people might have that gift, but um, it's just this whole jumbled mess that I kind of want to make sense of. Sure. Um, I had jotted some questions down, like, what is prophecy? Who can be a prophet? Um, are false prophets cursed? Um, just, you know, does God deal with prophets the same way now as he did in the Old Testament? Um because in one of Chris Yoon's videos before the 20th, he said, let me be cursed by God if this doesn't come to happen, if this doesn't come to pass. And it and it didn't. And then he said that we that it didn't happen because God wants us to have more faith. So now he says it's going to happen in March. But he was doing some backtracking. And I was just thinking like, oh, wow. But, you know, he has 184,000 subscribers, I think. Um, yeah. Most people would agree with him in the comment section like oh god bless you brother chris and then some people are calling him out but i was kind of surprised at how nobody seemed to catch that and um yeah it just got me thinking about that so that was sort of my whole idea behind this whole topic not just him but there are a lot of other people too um that are so-called prophets and that i do know that prophecy still does happen where somebody makes a prediction i think the way i think of prophecy is like the way you said it it um almost like a weatherman in a sense <clears throat> this is what's going to happen in the future and like they claim to receive a revelation from the lord this is what god is revealing to me this is what's going to happen um prepare your hearts before god and um let yourselves be amazed at you know the works that the lord will do yeah um yeah, have faith, stuff like that. So I don't know what you guys kind of thought about that. It's it's tough because people confidently assert this is from God. Mm -hmm. I've done that. You know, I've thought this is totally from the Lord. And yep. I've been totally wrong. I like owning it. I've been totally wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't think I hold the office of prophet, but I've gotten words of knowledge that were wrong. Yeah. And I like test the spirits. Yeah, test the spirits. We we yeah. do, and sometimes we do, sometimes we forget. But at the same time, I don't think God is like – he doesn't – like one of your questions was, does he deal with prophets the same way as he did in the Old Testament? No, I don't think he does. Not because they don't exist in today's uh, covenant, because Amos 3.7 says, God does not do anything without revealing it to his prophets first. He's still doing things. You know, eschatology-wise, he must still be doing things because he hasn't done everything yet. So, like, there's a, there's a whole long conversation we can have about whether prophets still exist. That's a whole other discussion. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think anyone denies that they 
steward. I don't know. I think you, they do. you, yeah, you better believe it. I mean, talk to people who follow John MacArthur or John Piper. They categorically deny uh, the existence of prophets today. Uh, yeah, it Maybe also, yeah, go ahead. The gift of prophecy. I, I always thought it revolved around the question of gifts and, uh, you know, Maybe a one-time thing. Same, same like we pray for healing, but you know, yeah. people don't really have the gift of it. I don't know. I think they would just call that like a miracle. Yeah. You know, like they think that's their loophole. They think miracles happen, but they think the gifts are not for today. I always wonder if that's influenced by like a uh, just anti-supernaturalism. You know, just just in the wake of Darwinian evolution and the, the humanism of the schools, I sometimes wonder if if that's the religious response to. And I get that there's a, there's theological reasons for it, but I sometimes wonder if there's a just an impetus to it to ex, to to explain the supernatural away because that's what prophecy and all that other stuff gets into. So yeah. um, that that's also one point that I would make there. Yeah, the New Testament says that prophecy is for the purpose of edification and uh, building the church up, and I think that also. Uh, false prophets they do the opposite of that they tear the church down <clears throat> so i think you have to make that distinction if if there's a false prophet or making a lot of false claims claiming to be from god and you're wrong that's just going to tear the church down that's not sure. going to build it up i guess that's one way to test the spirit see if it's edifying yeah does it build up the church yeah. does it encourage it's it's weird because we don't hold this spiritual gift on the same level as others like teaching or administration if someone you know it, administration is a gift of the spirit but if someone screws that up do we say oh they're they're they don't have that gift or they're a false they're a false administrator like are they a false teacher if I they what you're saying yeah you know, like if someone inadvertently teaches the wrong thing and then says oh yeah i got that wrong pardon me mm -hmm. we just let it go we're like oh yeah that's fine i, I mean I, you know I, what i mean like we don't yeah. we don't jump on them and say this person is a liar. They're worthy of being stoned. They're, it's just like there's such a dramatic uh, difference in, in how we treat people who say, yeah, I believe this, this word came from the Lord. I don't know. That's the thing, Andrew. I think depending on the lens, like when I, when I get reading Deuteronomy 13 and I think 18 it was, it, there's just a maybe it's a dispensational distinctive or, or difference. So if we look at Deuteronomy 18 and 13 specifically here, um, it says something interesting. If a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder he tells you comes to pass, and if he says, let us go after other gods, which you have not known, and let us serve them, you shall not listen to the words of the prophet or the dreamer of dreams. So this is, and the sign or wonder comes to pass, which is interesting because we always talk about things being fulfilled. And then Isaiah, I know, it, I know that God even says himself, you know, I will tell you these things beforehand so that you know they will, that it's I that said them. And you will say, oh no, we knew that these things would happen. He says, no, that's why I'm telling you. It's amazing how specific God is, when, especially in Isaiah, when he talks about prophecy. But I always realize that, the test of prophecy itself is, I'd say, scripture itself, because he's saying, you know, and let us serve him. This is going directly against what they, what God has revealed in Exodus on on Mount Sinai. So even if a sign or wonder comes to comes to pass regarding to a prophecy, we still have to test it, and we see this in Revelation too, with the the, the beast and the and the and the false prophet doing signs and wonders, making fire come down to heaven, deceiving the world with signs and wonders. And I actually have a tab somewhere that talks about um, <laughs> all of the demonic, uh, 
all of the demonic signs and wonders that Satan does. And so we need to be aware of that. Um, Something you said, uh, you test it with scripture. And I think yeah. that's really good. That's the best way to test prophecy. Um, if scripture is God breathed and alive and active, then it's the best thing we have to measure whether or not prophecy is true. Mm -hmm. uh, not all things are encompassed in scripture. Um, God, I'm sure, is still involved in matters today. Mm -hmm. This is the thing. Like we have big picture scripture and biblical events, and then we have everyday occurrences in history happening right around us. Yep. And uh, God cares about both of them. He's mm -hmm. active and involved in both of them. The question becomes, can we use scripture to search for answers or measure God's involvement in everyday things? I think to a certain point we can, uh, whether or not it's, it's, uh, it's building up the church, whether or not it's following patterns in scripture. And by patterns, I mean like whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is holy, whatever is righteous, dwell on these things, whatever mm -hmm. builds up the church, whatever is useful for edifying and teaching. If it follows the general tenor of scripture, like I think we can trust it. Um, if someone were to, re you're saying when someone, you know, quote unquote reveals something. Yeah. Or um, I think the thing about people like Chris Yoon is they, I haven't watched all of his videos. I don't know. I still watch him. Yeah, I, I I have nothing against him. I think he really does love the Lord. I don't think he's trying to deceive people. I think he was very. Uh, he's just overly zealous into that. Got a big kind of ego. Movement. I wouldn't say that, but it's almost like you get caught up in that form of yeah. Christian subculture, and it's like I really believe I'm doing the right thing because this yeah. is what all the other Christians around me are doing. But if you were, if he was in John MacArthur's church, for example, he wouldn't do that at all. Sure. So I almost wonder if it's it's a response from Christian subculture. I think um, that's part of it. I do think that's part of it because people get, grace. People get caught up grace. in like the Q movement and they get caught up in politics and they get caught up in watching the news and then they get this word from the Lord and they marry all four of those things. I agree. And they think, oh yeah, this is definitely going to happen. Okay, maybe it will happen. I'm, I'm, I hope it does happen. You know, personally, I like yeah. what Chris Ewan was yeah. saying. It was tempting to my flesh. Uh, but something... Something just told me to pull back a little bit, you know, like step back a little bit. And yeah, um, I'm sure he's received words from the Lord. I'm sure he's probably in tune with the Holy Spirit. But I think all of this political tension got caught up. Also, there's a whole nother aspect that we haven't talked about. Prophecy in the Old Testament was given and then it didn't see any fulfillment for hundreds of years. And we're still actually going to see fulfillment of certain prophecies in scripture well, that were prophesied like in genesis you know you know what i mean genesis like, three, yeah sure sure so when we try and test 15. certain prophecies we don't actually know if we're getting it right when we test it do you know okay. what i mean it's it's really slippery sometimes but i i, I would say I, I would just say this to be to be cautious um i would say that with the book of revelation the canon was closed meaning in the sense that like and that's 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 something i i current i believe i definitely accept because then you have you know muhammad coming along joseph smith coming along saying things that obviously contradict scripture being a false prophet um 
but you know when you say something like oh well all because because that's why i want to draw a distinction almost between and there's two things i want to talk about but first it's drawing a distinction between like when the canon was still open so to speak and people were looking say for jesus christ to step on the scene um versus say like a word of knowledge or a word of something that the, and this is where I want to talk about the, the Pentecostals, the second wave charismatics and the third wave charismatics, because they will believe that, okay, the Pentecostals, I think they said a lot of stuff that wasn't true. Like you don't need, I don't, you know, and I'm not too familiar with all their doctrines, but I know, Oh, you need to, like I've heard you need to speak in tongues to, you know, you, you, that, that, that's, that's a gift for everyone. No, I mean, and, that, and you come down to the third wave charismatics today and they're like, we just believe that the spirit still moves in in ways in in words of knowledge and this and that and i think that's what chris yoon is tapping into and trying to be a part of that's what his christian subculture is all about if you're part of a a more reformed or or maybe even dispensational crowd who is cessationist they're going to say no that does that doesn't necessarily happen or they downplay it or they outright reject it and so i think that's where i want to talk about i mean i'd like to say that there are gifts new testament gifts in this current dispensation age of the church where the canon is closed, we're not looking for prophecy in the same... It's not the same thing. And I feel like prophecy is... is it, We're using that word to cover a large variety of things. I'd be more comfortable calling it a... See, like the gift of prophecy, where someone has a personal word of encouragement or perhaps some sort of word of encouragement for the body of Christ. Because doesn't it say that? And I'd like to get into that Corinthians passage where it talks, talks about tongues edifying the church and their interpretation and the prophecy. I don't want to mess that up, but but it talks about that those gifts. Uh. And But I'd like to make a distinction between those and, and say, when the canon was still open, because I think Chris Yoon is getting one of those pers- like God is perhaps moving, or he's trying to detect if God is moving that way. Um but yeah, and, and again, just and, and just to backtrack again, when we look at the people who are completely cessationist, I think they're very close to what the third wave charismatic group is doing. I think that that group is open to what the spirit's doing. And in a sense, we could be quenching the spirit. And I think that's a problem is we don't want to quench the spirit because if God is trying to move, um, we want to be open to that testing the spirit, but not quenching it. So if, if that kind of all made sense. Or a couple yeah, pieces there. I was just going to say to watch out. I think he he did mention, you know, he said, woe to me. He literally said this, woe to me if what I'm speaking is not from the Lord. So he basically, cur- you have to be really careful when you're saying that sort of thing about God because God, you know, he is listening to you. He's, I don't know. Maybe yeah. his light, I don't know. But basically he, he gave his prediction of what was going to happen. He gave a specific time and date. So he's like, this is what the Lord told me. Woe to me if this is not from the Lord. It didn't happen. I know. I wish he explained it. Like, what Like, what yeah. do you mean God talked to you? Was it a dream? Like, people, mm-hmm. I wish people who did super that. specific like that, that's yes. where it gets dangerous. Maybe, right. Andrew, you said maybe, you know, um, maybe you were supposed to have more grace with him. But when you get that specific and he's like, oh, you know, might I be cursed? I don't think that those are words you should take lightly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of people who set dates. Yeah, uh, prophets, prophets, prophets who set dates. Yeah. If you get At it wrong, it's modern. clear and it's <laughs> testable for everyone to see. If you say, uh, I don't know, if you give some sort of vague generalizations, then it's a little harder to, to see if it's mm-hmm. false. But again, I wish when, when people did that, I wish that they went into um, uh, <laughs> more uh, detail about um um, just their uh, 
you know, what was going on, you know, instead of being just general and, or, or no, just kind of saying these massive claims, because then I'd say the, the cessationist crowd is completely shut off by them. Like, like be a little scientific about it, to be honest. I kind of appreciate it. If he was like, well, here's what happened. I was dreaming and here's what I saw. Here's what got, <laughs> or was it just, or what's, or, what, what's, it's funny because you said be a little scientific about it. Uh, I had a dream and uh, it was from well, the no, no, Lord. No, no, no. You know, but what I'm trying to say is, it, or, or, or in, the, in, in the sense of like you're in a court of law giving an eyewitness testimony, be specific. Because what it sounds like is you're just getting caught up in the Christian hype. You're, you're just getting this impression upon your spirit. Like, be specific. What happened? What did you feel? What did you see? What did you hear? Pretend you're in a court of law. You're speaking to a jury. That's how the Bible, I mean, you, you look at how we're supposed to test things. Be that way. Because or else it's like, are you just kind of getting carried along by the zeitgeist of Christian charismatic subculture and QAnon and whatever the heck you're watching and saying stuff? I don't know if that was what he was doing at all. I'm not going to accuse him of that. But again, I'd like you know I'd like to see that more, um, you know, just just to go about it more more scientifically. Rob, or Rob, I I can appreciate your. It sounds like you're a little frustrated. Mm-hmm. One thing, one thing, you wanted to make a distinction between scripture prophecy and current events prophecy. Mm-hmm. Can we call it that for yeah. just for functioning sure. functioning terms? We as Christians, are not in a vacuum, okay. like a spiritual vacuum. When someone prophesies something or someone gives a word from the Lord, like I can tell someone to repent and mm-hmm. believe the Lord. They don't have to do it. They don't have to respond to that. When someone gives a word from God, they could partner with that word, and it could come true. Sorry about the dog. It's okay. Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Like, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he also, the parable of the seed proves that sometimes the enemy steals what the Lord scatters. There are certain times when, like, I'm not saying this is this is the case for every for everyone, but this is what I mean. Like, I don't want to be overly harsh for people who say they do hear from the Lord. There's there's a, a pastor who says, if you call yourself a prophet, I'll I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But if you put it on your business card, I'm gonna laugh at you. Like, I want to be really careful and test and make sure we're getting this right. Like, it's we don't yeah. prophesy into a vacuum. The Lord doesn't speak into a vacuum. There's lots of spiritual things going on. There's lots of human oh, I, I human things going on that yeah. could contradict or counteract what or the inter- Lord— interfere. Like, the Lord desires all men to be saved. Will yeah. all men be saved? No. Mm-hmm. But that's not because he doesn't allow it or he doesn't want that. That's because there are other factors at play. There's human there's human freedom. Agency, there's the yeah. enemy who's at work to, to blind all men. Like, there are other factors at play. That's a, that's a really excellent point. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, and, I mean, if I had to give my personal, just like consensus, I, who knows? He, he, you know, this might have just been an example of someone who was really passionate and just was trying to do his best, and we give him the benefit of the doubt. And he was trying to discern, because people say, you know, trying to discern what God is doing or speaking at a certain time, and, and you get it wrong. And that's why you got to be really careful. And he did use really, like, charged language, but I think that's some, just sometimes that misplaced zeal that we can all have. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to go around and, like, curse a man like him. I When I watched him, he was, it seemed like he was legitimate. You know, he was really believing what he was saying. My question is, is from where, from what? Because why, because, you know, if he wanted to just look like, you know, like, like, I, like he wouldn't want to look foolish, you know, like why would he do something like that if he wasn't 
sincere, you know, but you mm-hmm. have to back that sincerity and zeal with really, you know, biblically and also, you know, tr- truth. But you're right. I, I think it's hard to say. And I'm, I, I think what the conversation we're having is important because instead of just writing everything off and saying that, uh, you know, it's cessationist and this guy's an idiot. Let's try to understand him. Why is he saying this? Biblically, where might he have gone wrong? Biblically, what might he be trying to do right? You, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, uh, because I'm At not, what point are you a false prophet, though? I know, and that, and that's when it's like, I look at... distinction. Mm-hmm. I look at someone like... Um, I look at someone like Joseph Smith or, or Muhammad, where they yeah. directly contradict revealed right. truth. And so when someone, I don't care who, anyone who does that, Paul himself, if we, you know, give a, a gospel contrary to what you've received, let us be a curse to hell, essentially, anathema. And so yeah. th- that's regarding salvation specifically. But that's what M- Joseph Smith, and that's what— Can you pull up that passage from Deuteronomy? Uh, yes. Yeah, I will right now. Um, but that, but that's what that is referring to. There we go. Uh, if a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder that tells you— that he tells you comes to pass. And if he says, let us go after other gods. So I think for, to classify as like a false prophet, part of it is they have to kind of persuade you to follow something other than Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that people can't be deceivers or wolves in sheep's clothing. I think that definitely happens. But I think that just comes down to discernment from from passages like Timothy. Test you know, test what's what's true. Or First John. Uh, focus right? on sound doctrines and don't don't follow after um, myths and genealogies and en- endless genealogies and and uh, false doctrines. It's kind of a multi pronged approach. There's because Chris Ewan wasn't trying to say anything that was expressly like, yeah, biblical or not biblical. It was a contemporary issue, right? That it's just like, what do, you, what do you do with it? It doesn't say Trump shall be unless we're really doing some exegetical gymnastics somewhere in Isaiah, um, <laughs> you know, to, to, to prove something that's not there. But he's just like, you know, and that's what's tricky. The Bible doesn't say anything about Trump. Yeah, I know it doesn't. But the, point, but the point is, is that it's like, you know, is God giving someone a word of wisdom or something like that in this present age, you know? And that's kind of where the discussion is. So I... It's difficult, Tony. I can I can look up some some books that might bring some clarity to this topic. Okay. Um, they're yeah, I've been they're with it for a while. They're from a they're from like a, I guess charismatic. They're not Pentecostal, but they're definitely like, uh, stem from the Vineyard movement. I don't know if you know much. Oh, about I that. used to actually go to their prayer meetings on Wednesday. It's Just, like Bethel, and you then, know, but um, then I'd go to Calvary Chapel, which was <laughs> the breakaway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I had a little bit of both. <laughs> I think they're helpful in bringing clarity to stuff like this for, I don't know, people today. Yeah, I'll have to, I, man, all my libraries in storage. So I gotta, oh, I gotta find them. Don't worry. Yeah. No, super, super interesting topic because it's, you know, and especially going to Moody Bible, you know, I think they're officially cessationist in their um, doctrinal position. And that's the thing. At what point are we quenching the spirit, so to speak, where we're like, Oh no, that, that doesn't happen. We're just going to read the Bible. Okay. True. The Bible is our, do you have a, do you have a question, Mr. McCary? I just have a statement. Please go ahead. I think cessationism categorically quenches the spirit. Hmm. Triggered. <laughs> Listen, if you, if you say that the Lord is in a different, I mean, we are in a different dispensation 
than what the apostles were in and what the early church and what uh, the patristics like we see it's such a, um, this is a whole nother like topic. At what point cessationism cessationism yeah. itself is such a narrow Western perspective on scripture. Cause you go over cessationism or cessationism. cessationism. Which one not, the he, was, he was saying cessationism. cessationism. Oh, okay. Like when you say that the, the, the we can go to Africa supernatural right spiritual gifts have we'll ceased for today. That's, that's quenching the spirit. What are you going to do? You're going to say that uh, healings have ceased. You're going to say that, prophecies have ceased you're going to say that uh words of knowledge and even wisdom john MacArthur says that wisdom has ceased like where do you where do you get Wait, this let me let me not let me jump in real quick if i can i just watched a okay or, or tony did you yeah because really quick yeah, i was go just ahead. gonna say not that those things don't exist anymore but that people don't really have the the gift of them that's how i always thought of it yeah Okay, but even like then, we can pray for someone to be healed, and they can be healed. That still happens. Yeah, but I, I mean, there are certain people that seem to have the gift of healing. Like if you, it took me, it took me a while to come to this conclusion. But uh, when you, when you dig, you can find people that wherever they go, they they heal people. Or well, the, I see a lady that has that gift actually. Well, right. I'm, that that yeah. But there are other people too, like people that have raised people from the dead. That's weird. It is weird, well, but like but, the ex. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say yeah. there's there's the exorcist oh, guy, sorry, the modern day exorcist guy that I was mentioning. Um, I think his name's James Hanley, Jim Hanley, and I actually met him. Oh, okay. But um, you know, that's his his gift is to, um, and I call it exorcism just to make it kind of it deliver. It's a deliverance ministry, is what he'd call it. And a lot of people dump on that, like, oh, that's stupid. That doesn't exist. But I'm like he knows a lot about like disassociation and I'm thinking MK ultra. I'm thinking fragmented personalities. I'm thinking how there's a spiritual component to that. And he's literally systematized how you deal with that. Cause that's just what he does. And the way he talks about it, it's very interesting. Do I think maybe there's an overemphasis of the demonic there sometimes maybe, but at the same time, I see clearly that he understands what he's doing and he understands how to deal with people who have definitely been demonically oppressed. And here's the other thing. I just listened to a, uh, um, a lady who, uh, African, um, uh, she, she's like a theologian in Africa and she wrote African hermeneutics. I, I forgot her name, Elizabeth, uh, I forgot her name, but, um, she was just talking about like, we never question spirituality. Like I come to the West and everyone's like, this, do the spiritual things really exist? And even in my class today, I was talking about like the soulish component of man. And it was like, almost like hard to describe. It's like, no, like they're like, we don't even question that. Witch doctors, witchcraft spells, um, yeah. shamans. Like we deal with that all the time. We deal yeah. with, with, with spells and incantations. And, and this is so real. And what's scary is so do the high level people. I'd say in this government and in the, the global globalists, the, the people in this world, they understand that aspect, getting, getting back into the Dar, Darwinism, pagan, you know, uh, naturalistic, re, re, false religion that's been shoved under the ignorant, so to speak, all of us. It's a lie. And the, the upper elites know that it's a lie. And the Christians know it's a lie. It's just everyone in between the main world that's been deceived because there, there, there's this understanding of spiritual gifts, spiritual understanding. That's why at the beginning I, I asked that question. Do you think this cessationism, I wondered if it was, while there's a theological argument, I wonder if it's based in the, uh, the almost the liberalism that's developed in the wake of uh, Darwinian evolution, naturalism, the, 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 um, 
the, and then the psychologies that developed out of that to explain all of the um, demonic away through, dare I say, even alien encounters, which is interesting because now we're going to see that. By the way, that's that's a huge deception. There are no aliens. They're demons. They always have been. It's a you know, Harvard study. So that's a, that's a whole other thing I like to talk about. But again, we're, we're getting yeah, we're getting into some deep waters here. But I yeah. think Tony that, wants answers. Let's get back to Tony's. Tony questions. needs answers. <laughs> How do you discern a false prophet? How do you tell whether someone's a false prophet? Scripture. That for me, scripture is the key. You you what are you saying? And if it can't be backed up by so scripture, Old Testament, we should stone them, kill them. Uh and and that's the thing. I mean, what are what are they are they asking us to go worship another god? No. They're they're saying Trump's going to be elected. Okay, and it's from God. Uh it didn't happen. Am I going to go stone? Here's the so, thing. Again, it's a Here's different dispensation. Th- some too, of these, so. yeah. So, go ahead. I'm so not talking about Chris Yoon, but other people who prophesied Trump's two-term victory. Do you guys think the election was rigged? I mean, come on. I I, I would say it's two wings on the same bird, right? You know, right or left parties. So I think. No. That, do you think there was fraud in the election that swung the election? Oh sure. Or, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, call it yeah. whatever you okay. want. It's so. It's a show. So when when someone says Trump won two terms did he win two terms technically no but really he should have oh i see what you're saying okay. like there's there's also what about four years from now that's another possibility i think this is this is the time component yeah we don't know we don't have the full picture yet because we haven't seen it play out chronologically speaking uh the other component is that oftentimes we get caught up in one kind of narrow uh, interpretation of a prophecy. And like this happened all throughout scripture when the Jews were like, okay, the Messiah is going to be our hero, our savior. And Jesus was like, no, you have had all these different prophecies about me for, you know, a thousand years and you totally missed it. You didn't interpret it. Well, right. I think, okay, go keep going. Yeah. Like there are, there are, I believe prophets today who give a word from the Lord and we, don't interpret it right. There's a difference between someone saying, you know, Trump's going to be elected. He's going to win for uh, four years, sure, two, sure. two terms for uh, eight years or whatever. Yeah. We think, okay, yeah, it's back to back. Okay. It could be back to back. It could be spread out. I don't know. But the point is uh, that's kind of a bad illustration. You should move. You, I should have used like a different illustration, but like fine. you are not anathema. We don't, we don't necessarily interpret precisely scriptures uh first corinthians 13 says we know in part and we prophesy in part mm-hmm. that means we well, only have a glimpse time. like we have a glimmer of the truth we have a glimmer of what god's doing okay and we don't really see it truly and precisely but that's why we as the body of christ need to come together and uh I haven't I haven't verbalized this, but I think like the more people we have in tune with the spirit, the better the picture will be. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I, I think I understand what you're like if kind of getting at. Um, like if you have one person, if you have one person, they're gonna see a fraction of what a hundred people could see in the spirit. Does that make sense? Or okay. even from like a naturalistic perspective, if you have one person with their bare eyes versus someone with a telescope the person with the telescope is going to be able to see a lot better because they can magnify it that's what people do when they're in tune with the spirit they magnify I, 
what God is doing. And yeah. they it's not that they it's not that they all come together and get the same word, but they all add different pieces to the word. It's like, like a puzzle. The puzzle, the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was gonna say though, I, I, I think what you're saying is true. I would also say again, the the, the this maybe this is the cessationist upbringing in me talking, but again, just taking everything to the word of God because I am open to what you're saying, Andrew. But at the same time, um, we just want to be uh, vigilant to protect against because 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 you know I've seen the devil kind of work through the charismatic crowds as well. And I'm sure you, you have too, in a sense, automatic writing and this kind of crazy people, you know, kind of getting involved in stuff. That's just automatic. Witchcraft. Writing. It's witchcraft. It off. Yes. Yes. It's evil. demonic. It is yeah. demonic. But like, you know, people, Oh, like I have love letters from Jesus that he wrote through hmm. me. No, no, that's a demon. Yeah. You know, like, like we don't play with that. Um, but the point is, is discerning rightly uh, these things and and again the devil's moving as well and so i think it's easier as a church just to cut it all off <clears throat> than to test the spirits which is actually what we're commanded to do yeah um a couple of points to your point about automatic writing yes that's demonic writing a letter i i have uh i have done that and mean? I felt like the the Holy Spirit gave me words and I wrote them down and I gave them to this person and they were they were accurate. Oh, okay. But I would say that's you know what more I mean? of a word of knowledge than like Yeah, but it was letting... like a long word of knowledge. It was like it was like write down what I'm going to tell you. And so I did. I just wrote the words that came into mind and it it okay. It like it wrote this this accurate word of knowledge and this person received it and it was like wow, that was that was really moving. That was impactful to you, that person. How would you because here, cause here's what runs through my mind. Suppose it was a demon, hypothetical. Suppose it was a demon that, again, I don't believe demons see in the future, but again, they have their own network, and so they can communicate. So when a, a, a prophecy teller says, here's what's happening, all they're doing is the demonic is communicating with another one, another demon, relaying information that you don't know about, but you find it out later, and you're like, oh, it came true. The prophet was true, but really the, the human is just a channel for the demonic, and so when you write something... You know, like, oh, you, you know, and I remember, and I've seen this happen. I do think the Holy Spirit does work in that way sometimes. Like, you know, someone needs, like, you know, you even told me, like, there was a lady who, I, I, I had to pull this up here. There was a lady who had, was, like, sexually abused or something, um, and the Holy Spirit gave a word of knowledge to someone and said, hey, I know that this happened and God loves you or something. And it was just this really profound healing moment that drew her closer to God through that. So I think God does do that. But at the same time, it's like, what if, you're just opening your, I don't know. It, it's tricky. And that's why it's so easy to just cut it all off. You know what, you know what I'm saying? Like, how but do we like, do why would, I mean, if you pray and you hear the, you hear the voice of the Lord, you're going to know which is which. Okay. Does that I, make I guess, sense? Like you, you get trained up, you get built up. And the more you are in tune with scripture and prayer and, and communing with the Holy spirit, you're going to discern accurately. You're going to discern rightly. Thanks for joining us, everyone. This has been a really interesting conversation tonight, and uh, I think we may have more in the in the future. Been talking about prophecy and just a whole bunch of ideas. My prayer is that uh, all of you out there listening will just keep an open mind and take things back to the Bible and pray about it. Um, I'm not here to—I don't think—and none of us here are going to tell you here's what to believe, but we want to share our experience, thoughts, perspectives on things, and to just create a conversation, dialogue, and really ultimately get people to think. Um, 
to get our brains off of autopilot. That's the name of the channel, Manual Override. So thanks for joining us tonight. God bless you and have a great uh, rest of your evening. Bye-bye.